Hello, hello, all you beautiful people. I am so happy to be back. Um, last week was uh, um, a down week for me. So welcome to Nicole Live, or Live with Nicole. Today we have Dennis Allen, and later on we will have Holly Hope. Um, she is a local energy worker, and um, she's, she's amazing at emotional um, clearing, and, and um, she'll be on the second half. But right now we have Dennis Allen, and um, tell us a little bit about you, Dennis. Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm just moved to Colorado. I'm an MBA uh, energy empowerment guru. I've uh, written the book Strong Thanks, Courage of the Wholehearted, and I'm just here to, here to support you, and, and uh, I love the work you're doing. Oh, thank you very much. Today we're talking about suicide wellness. So I've heard um, when I asked Spirit um, what today's show should, um, or what message that I could share today that would hit most people in the heart space, because right now during these shifts of energy, there's just so much going on. And and the suicide wellness kept coming up to me. And, and as I was asking around, I was asking, what does that look like, the be the suicide wellness to the suicide awareness to the suicide prevention and all this stuff and and topics came to me as as I was asking clients is listening to people listening to what people are really really um, sharing with you so um, my perspective through my clients is um, today we'll just give some some ideas of how to work with people that are suffering from suicidal thoughts and also some of the, some of the, um, I guess just really talking to people that are suicidal right now, let's just get right down, down to it and, and, and understand there is a lot of people suffering from, um, lack of, from not feeling like they're good enough from, um, substance abuse from, I mean, there's just so many facets of these family units that are, that are, they're suffering from this depression. And so I asked Spira, what is depression? What does that, what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? And it's, it's the not feeling good enough, not feeling good enough. And then when you don't feel good enough, words don't come. And it seems like when we ask or talk to, to our loved ones about suffer or about the, the suicide that they, they, um, it's, I think my most, my most asked question was, um, how do I talk to anybody when I don't know what I'm feeling? And when I do talk to them, they don't listen because they think that I'm trying to get attention. And so I asked my clients, are you? Is that what you're trying to do is, is get attention? Yeah. Well, maybe. So then I started like working back and forth to through the client to the to the family and I asked the family members they're like well we're just angry because they're always trying to get attention. Okay, so people you know that somebody suffering is in need of attention. Why is that negative? Why is that negative? When when you love this person you really want them yeah, it's a lot of work. Well, yeah, I work with I work with with these beautiful people every day and and in and it's a lot of work on both parts, but the word love means that, and family is in, in support, you know, is, is okay, then I'm going to take the time as, as the loved one of the, the person in suicide behaviors, say what, if they're asking for, for attention, and the only attention that I'm giving them is negative, 
then they're going to they're going that's what they're going to keep attracting. So I I sat with that for a little while and I'm like, "Hey, what this suicide wellness. You know, hey, you out there that is suffering from um from these thoughts of feeling feeling worthless and feeling like you need to go back to substance or that you are on substance and that this 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 cycle that you're going well you know what it's okay where you're at what can we do now there's nothing we can change in the in the in you or in in our loved ones where they're at but at this time in this moment but what we can do is listen listen to them they don't want a solution they don't know their solution yet and they definitely don't have the solution for them until they discover what what it is inside of them that's creating them not to want to live. And so mm. so like this this um, back and forth with my clients, just really observing how how can I show up for you as this as this person now? We're we're kind of role playing today, apparently. As y'all know, this this radio station goes as spirit guides, and sometimes it just goes all over the place. But eventually, it will go come back to one amazing message. Um, so I'm asking, um, I'm asking back and forth the family members, and seeing that they're they're all blaming each other for um, feeling like they don't matter in each other's lives. Well, it doesn't matter. He wouldn't do this, or I don't matter. He wouldn't do this, or if 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 he really loved me, he wouldn't do that. You know, both both sides are saying the exact same thing and it's it's kind of i'm asking i'm inviting you family members and the ones that are 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 now seeking wellness like this is what i want to share with you this is a wellness place this is where you're going to find that it, that sometimes you re, sometimes you're going to go into to and you're going to do things that that old behaviors that you're not um wish you didn't I'm gonna say, okay, what can we do now about it? You know, let's, let's find let's find where we we can make create a space that if that happens, you can come and talk to somebody about it. Because I found that people relapse, people go in back in and relapses in mental mental emotional substance whatever you you'll you relapse into behaviors. What if that us the the people the the loved ones that are supportive listen don't interject mm-hmm. their 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 stuff on them because because I, as my observation is most people that are trying to give the, the person that is is depressed and and in these thoughts the person that they're seeking information from is 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 um maybe has a happy demeanor but they're they're giving information that's not working for them either so really right. think about that. I mean, when you're giving information, is is the information you're giving working for you? And then you expect it to work for somebody that's that's already in a depressed state. So this is really for both sides. When I'm when I'm in these these family sessions, I'm just like I love them both, and like you can see both sides, you know. And 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 I have my own suicide story that that and my mom's here today, and um, she doesn't like to be on the camera, but we love her. <laughs> She's always here to support. But I want to ask her, what is it like to be um, on the other side of it? Like, what is it like to be on the other side of it? And and she says, it's you feel helpless. You feel you feel you feel helpless. She's not going to talk. I love my mom. She's going to uh, <laughs> actually we have Holly here. So we're going to go ahead and my mom's going to bring her in. 
in and we'll get let, get her on in just a minute. So, Dennis, what what is your your um, your say? Well, idea. I've I've seen it, and I've I've had close friends um, that have committed suicide. It's been um, it's it's a challenging scenario. I've seen it, and um, there's some tough things. I think there's three points that I would make um, that I think are helpful with regards to wellness and well-being. Um, I think the first one would be acceptance, and that's um, in a form of you're right about that. It might be a distorted view, but somebody needs to be accepting that that's the world that that person is, is seeing it at the time and to acknowledge that and to accept it. It might not be, you might not like it, but it is what it is. And just the acceptance I think is powerful. Um, I think another point is that anchoring and expansion in life, there's those moments where you just get bigger, you expand, and then you anchor it. it you, you have the moments that are kind of happy and expansive and your hands go up in the air and you're very feeling joyful. And then there's other moments where you kind of curl up and you, you need to be grounded. And those are just, that's just the ebb and flow of life. And I think awareness of that is helpful. Mm -hmm. And then I guess the third point would be to use the right tool for the right job. Um, sometimes we're trying to solve problems with our mind when it's a job for our soulful self. It's a job for more of an energy flow and to show up in a more uh, a bigger way rather than trying to fix it from the mental perspective right and the um um my my biggest question is that i get asked is how do they show up if they don't have a tool what is one beginning tool because they, they a lot of people are like i have a i don't even know how i feel how do i how can i pull pull a tool out of a toolbox so a practical yeah. a practical so one idea one specific tool that I think is very powerful is pausing on the in-breath and pausing on the out-breath. And the reason for that is that, so as you breathe in, I mean, you can try it, just breathe in and you pause, hold it, and then you breathe out and breathe out all the air that you can and then hold it. And the reason for that is there's two systems in our body. You have our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system. And those two, that one's the gas pedal, one's the brake. One's I need to go forward and get something done. The other one's calm and relax and heal. And I want to bring both of those systems into coherence. I do that with that pausing of the in-breath. The other thing it does is it prioritizes. Our body works on a priority system. So if I give a pause, our mind and our emotions are thinking, oh, no, is, the, is, is he or she going to breathe again? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. And then the thoughts that were not necessarily that important, they dissipate. And that's just a simple technique, uh, pausing on the in-breath, pausing on the out-breath. Wow, that is beautiful. So as we're thinking and we're in the space of um, releasing emotions and, and really going into the energetics now and, 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 and my, my piece of the work is, is when you're paying attention to the energies that are moving through your body, you're able to, I, I, you're able to release. It has to, you have to have this identity of, of of releasing and when um when i work with my clients the first thing that that i i share with them is is to not hold on to that stuff that doesn't serve you and through that breath you're going to bring that into your system and you're going to breathe it out so i'm going to invite you right now before we go into our our break to go ahead and we're going to do the meditation early because we have holly hope on the second half so we're going to go ahead and i'm going to invite you to relax Breathe in this most beautiful white light and let your body expand. 
remembering that every piece of you is created of that light. Bring into those, those, those energy centers, which in, in Sanskrit, they're called chakras. There's seven of them, right? Down in the core of your body. As you're bringing in this white light, bring it down through the top of your head, the core of your body. Really expansion. Feel, feel the, the, the constriction and the expansion. As the breath moves through your body and awakens that inner soulful self, right in the heart space. Remember, everything you seek is with inside of you. Expand on that. Imagine this breath that you're taking of light is that very soul that you have been seeking. The questions that you ask are right there. And when you pause in that breath long enough, You'll hear them. The next step is to listen as it moves down through the core of your body. Down and out through your feet, right into the heart core of Mother Earth. Move up through the bottom of your feet. This beautiful light show. I mean, play with it. Life is fun. Move it up through your body, really grounding you into this, this beautiful Mother Earth, this time-space continuum. Be in joy. Be in life. Show up for you. Start right there in that heart. And if any emotions come up, just watch them go away. Bring you back to center. And as you move back into your space, I really invite you to, to tap your forehead and your heart. This awakens the heart brain and the brain itself. We do have two brains, probably more than one that science hasn't let us allowed us to recognize yet. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> So when you think about it, the heart brain, they just, they're, they're saying that it has the same neural responders that has all the, the same stuff that the brain does, but we're not trained to use it. So imagine just by that, those simple techniques, you, well, simple, that was very simple, under five minutes. And um, it brings you into the now, being in the present moment, in the, in the present gives you anxiety, the past gives you depression so stay stay within in the present and really start showing up for yourself so did anything come up for you Dennis I love it um I to me it's just this this flow of kind of being present I think it's always nice to try to embody your uh your energy embody your own soulful self embody this uh the essence of greater magnificence. And I feel like for me, as we do that, or as we're kind of going through that, as you're guiding it through there, um, I just feel like it up levels. Um, it might sound kind of silly. However, I feel that in just paying attention and just noticing it, 
now new thoughts show up, higher vibrational thoughts, new actions show up, higher vibrational actions. And it, I, I think it's powerful. Felt very powerful. Live happy out loud. That has been on my Facebook all week because I realized that the joy factor is, is just so very important. And, and you know what? Sometimes we seem ridiculous, but there's, there, that's, that's the fun about it. People, like I was taking the show too seriously today. I was like, have amazing Holly Hope on. And I'm like, oh man. I don't even know the board yet. And you know what? Life is uncomfortable sometimes. It's about taking that chance. And you that are is dep- that they're in this de- this air quote depression, it is, it, it, you know what? It's okay not to be okay today. Tomorrow, wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into joy for a minute. Let me just try it out. Let me, you know, why not? Um, and I did have a quote from, from one of my really good friends that suffered from suicide for a while he said you can speak into you can speak into a thousand walls before one is broken and or and I'm like what does that mean and he says well you speak you speak you speak to people and they they don't listen they don't really hear you or they they want to tell you what's wrong with you and he said but there was one that shattered there was one wall that just finally broke and um it's when you listened when I listened and I'm like, wow, just think, think of how, how many, and, and I didn't know this person was this friend very close was sad. I didn't. And I've known him for, I've known him for a very long time. So it's like those people in your, in your, in your, your, your household, your family, whatever, you know what, you don't know how people feel. So when you're watching or, or, or feeling reactions, they're, they're not yours. It's like, this is when the like live in kindness, be kind, like really be kind because you know there some people have bad days too and they're 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 reflecting their selves and then you're reacting. The most amazing thing you can do is sit sit quietly and and observe, observe, and that's where the growth comes in your family, the family unit itself. So absolutely, it's really it's. It's been really exciting movement for me to go into the wellness part because I brought the awareness and and we have the the suicide lines and we and we we do many of that but it's like okay what can we do for the wellness part now let's it's it's let's create a positive way to say you know what sometimes that happens you're depressed maybe you need a rest you know, I found a lot of people that work way too much. All of a sudden, they fall and they nosedive into this huge depression. And it's, you know what, you, your body, this is energetically, your body heals when it's safe, when it feels safe and when it's rested. And if you don't get that, then you're going to, you're bound to crash. And then labeling it every time, oh, it's because of my family does it. It's because it's, it's an illness. It's because, let's, let's stop the labels. Let's just stop. So you know what? This is how I feel right now in this moment. What can I do with it right now? And for you that are helping your your loved ones, how can I show up for you? And you know, like switch the words like, instead of why are you always depressed. They already know they're depressed. They're living it. You know. I think an, another interesting uh, technique is is to ask instead of why or is to ask where. Um, when you're feeling that sadness, when you're feeling that, uh, when you're feeling that sense of depression, when you're feeling that uh, overwhelmingness, um, just notice and maybe ask yourself a question: Where in my body do I notice it? Where does the depression show up? And is it a sensation? Is it a, a tension behind your throat? Is it a, is a twist, a knot in your stomach? 
and just put awareness in that part of your body. And like what you did on the meditation is you just bring that energetically through your body and notice that sensation. You can deal with a little twinge in your body and not have to, you, that's a tricky way to bypass the, the, the language, bypass the mental part, bypass the emotional part and just go straight to the energetic soulfulness and change it. Yeah. That's, that's one idea. So I was playing a little bit with Facebook. Sorry about that. I was trying to do a watch party and it's turned on. Ah, you know what? Your body, if you would show up for your body, it will show up for you. It's because it, the indicators that creator, God, source, whatever that looks like to you gave us is in the body. We were given the physical to have an amazing experience here and it's up, up to us to create it. So when you pay attention to your body and, and it doesn't mean go out and never eat meat again. I'm not saying that because I don't want to get a whole bunch of emails that says I told them not to because I'm not, I'm not saying change your diet. I'm just saying, I'm saying listen to your body. If you have a stomach ache, ask why. You know, ask what's going on with me. Um, and then with, with, when emotions come through, is this mine? You know, most there's all, all my clients are empaths, so I have a different way of working with them. Is, is, you know what, that seems like a weakness. They're like I'm sensitive, air quote, sensitive. It's okay because you're born that way. When you turn that, that gift into a powerful empowerment, guess what? There's more impasse than there's not. So it's, it's like once you rise, they are going to rise with you. So let's go. So it looks like we are, are almost, almost out of time. Is there any, anything that you want to say before we switch over? Um, you know, I think to... To really tackle a job like this, it's maybe that's kind of a weird way to say it, tackle a job. But I feel like if we you have, welcome weird here. <laughs> okay. Look, weirdness. If you were if you're playing football, we don't send the quarterback to go, hey, block that big fat lineman. Would you would you go up there? The quarterback, that's not his job. His job is to pass the ball. And so to ask the quarterback to go and solve the problem right on the front line, that's not the that's not the job of the quarterback. And sometimes we're trying to deal with these challenges in essence by sending the quarterback to do the job of a lineman or to have the lineman do the job of the quarterback. Our emotional body and our mental body, they do great job and they do great work. But sometimes this is a job for the more energetic part of ourselves, the more magnificent soulful self part where we can show up and we can be embodied and be present. When we do that, it clears the way for the mind to solve the problem, for the emotions to solve the problem, but they work as a team. And I think it's essential to remember what position, who plays what position and to, to allow that, allow the, the right person to come in and play the job. Yeah. Yeah. Bib, and we always, we're going to remind you, you can follow us at um, live with Nicole on Facebook or energy healing by design.com. Um, it's this show is called return to consciousness. We're really bringing people together with, with all all, all facets of consciousness levels, um, they call them awake or asleep, but, or, or there's so, there's so many, many, um, um, ideas. So, um, again, you can reach us at energy healing by design and dot com, and we will talk to you next week. Dennis, thank you very much. Thank you.
in your hair. Oh, welcome back to the second half of this amazing live with Nicole, uh, Return to Consciousness with Holly Hope here from St. George. I am Nicole. And Holly Hope with the Beauty Perspective. Let me just move a little. Um, we are so grateful for this beautiful community that is, is first of all, um, Sean Denovan for allowing us here or opening this space up for us to, to grow and to um, share information about energy, about um, connection, um, really living in this beautiful world of um, shifts and changes. And um, my experience with Holly is that we, we, um, we've crossed paths so many different times and um, um, never had an opportunity to completely chat. So this is this is going to be an amazing <laughs> conference. We'll start live on air. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. So um, as we're growing with this station, it's kind of like live, learn, grow, I, I, and share. And that's what I feel like that we're doing here because obviously I've, I'm, I'm learning the buttons and it's very scary. So as we're talking about, um, or is it? You know, is I guess that's a play on words. Is it scary? Uncomfortably new. How's that? I like those words. Uncomfortably new. I like those words. Yeah. So it's like when you're working with different different um, perspectives and how people, you're, it feels like we're constantly worried about what other people are thinking due to um, like our verbiage, you know? I love you. You don't, you're just, you just say it as it is. That's why I just love you. Um, but it, it creates an un, like an uncomfortable boundary. It's like we're separated through language. So um, as, we're, as we're bridging this with suicide and wellness, which is really important to the community right now because we're losing quite a few um, teenagers and we work with that a lot, um, is, is when we're working with people, pay attention to them, not their words, because it's really hard. It, it is. This is one of the hardest things that I've found in family units is the communication because you have two, four, five, six, it doesn't matter. There's like all these different perceptions trying to tell one person that is the one that doesn't know how they feel, but they have five, six, seven people telling them how they feel and they don't, they have no idea. They just don't feel good. So, um, um, I was like one of my biggest devices would be, or my, 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 things that I've shared with the family unit is to be an observer, observe what they're saying, observe their, their, um, um, and listen, because they don't want a solution. Usually they just, they're, they're looking for support. So tell us a little bit about you, Holly. Oh, about me. Um, well, <laughs> I do have all teenagers. Well, my oldest teenager is now 21. So been through there. Um, and I am known as the emotional crap clearer. Mm -hmm. So I, I help negative perspectives be released and identified and all of that jazz. But when I boils down to it, people just say, well, you just kind of clear emotional crap. And and I, I am saying crap on air, but that is what it is. Sometimes yeah. it's, the, it's the smelly, stinky parts of us that we don't necessarily like, but 
if we ignore them, then they don't go away. And we just try putting positive on it and paint ourselves up and hide it from ourselves and the world. And then it just bubbles and it comes up at the worst time. And so and in terms of suicide and not being able to handle those emotions, and especially with our teenagers and understanding ourselves, the thing that we want the most in the entire world is to be loved and understood. And so the greatest friction that I see when I teach parents and teens is that if you try and guess and you keep guessing wrong, and then it only makes the disconnect wider. It only makes that space between you grow more frictious. Frictious is a word. I, I decided that. Um, <laughs> That's a good word. That's greater good frictiousness. Word. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. And, and so it creates that friction between you two. And so what it does is actually keeps them from being able to identify what they're feeling. And then it creates a whole new series of emotions because if I'm not loved and understood, well, what if I'm not wanted? What if I'm just a burden? If I'm just a burden, then why am I even here? And what is my role in this life? And so for me, a lot of what I love to guide is finding that perspective and finding that pathway and finding the joy in being a messy human because we all are and it's when we when we try and be something that we're not and we try and have that perfectionism that we sometimes block it out so um, as far as parents and children one of the biggest things is is to ask more questions rather than statements so just asking well could it be this am I wrong in this you know, sometimes I feel like this. Is that kind of what you're feeling? And even if you're wrong, if it's a question, there's a chance for them to evaluate and answer and respond rather than, you don't get me. Exactly. No one understands me. <laughs> right. I'll go to my music. My music understands <laughs> me because all music is mostly emotional. That's why we love it. And so it draws out emotions. And even if it's not your own, it feels better than not having to look at that. So, Right. And the the... The technology these days, I real I recognize that they that's just an escape for them. And I mean, sometimes parents are like, "Well, that's only thing that brings them joy, and it's the only thing that 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 can stabilize them." And um, I my perspective my perspe- perspective of that is that that's I'm sorry, parents, but sometimes if you're like, just go away to be on your phone, it's because that you're worn out and you and you don't have the words. Or you don't you don't know how to work with your child, and that's okay. That that's just how it is. But that's when you you, you that you go into that observation of yourself and not project that on your child. That's that's what I and and when I'm when I'm talking to the parents, that's what I see. And most of them are very they get that they're like, wow, you know, I do have a part to play in this. I don't just have to create a solution and, and tell my child not to be depressed anymore and I give you everything. I do this for you. I do that for you. No, you do. And you do you're doing all this amazing stuff. But this there's just one thing that that child needs from you and it's you. It's you just raw you. Say, "Honey, what what can I help you with today?" And if they say, "I don't know. I just really want to sit here." Say, oh, "I'm going to sit here with you then." Because parents say, "I retreat to my room. I get mad, I slam the door." I don't want to talk to them. And they go back to their video games and that they're literally having relationships with the video games and I've been getting outside. However, Holly, I do know that you get outside a lot and take your kids. I, I, I see it on Facebook all the time and I absolutely love that. Um, and, and how is that working in the, in your own life? Yes. Um, well, it's really interesting because I worked for a therapist office and while I was there, I became certified as a child in child play, parent play therapy. 
CPRT. And so building a relationships between your children to process through the emotions that they're feeling that they don't have words for. So as children, before we learn how to speak, we learn how to play. You've seen babies, you know, blow bubbles, you know, and all those fun things, um, play peekaboo. We know play. Um, sometimes we don't have the vocabulary to express what we're feeling or to identify it. And so having that unscheduled, pre-planned playtime is the most important. And I am a single mom, and so sometimes our playtime with a 12-year-old son is throwing hatchets at a tree. And they're my own trees, but we, we do weird things like that, or we'll carve something. We try and do the manly things because I don't normally do them, but I'm <laughs> like, well, he needs to have some place to use this outlet. Um, and sometimes we try and force how we play and we try and say no you need to play this way nope you have to follow these rules and and sometimes certain kids they need to be able to express being the rule creator because that's a place where they get to be empowered uh, my son he uh, every few weeks he gets bullied at school it just happens and we talk through it and we work through it but sometimes that's a place where he doesn't feel he's in control because he complains to the teacher and nothing happens and the kids get away with it and he's not sure which kid threw the thing and and so for him he's really upset so what does he do he comes home he gets a hug he does a little cry because he's an emotional boy um, way more emotional than my girls and then we go play we go have some way that he can gain control back into his life so he sets the rules usually it's a nerf war and usually it's <laughs> which guns I'm allowed to use no mom this is sniper mode so you can only use the long-range missiles and no you can't use the those ones because I don't want to lose them in the trees and I I have to check myself and go okay don't let your rules of play and your rules of engagement be the dictator here right here and right now this is his play and it's his turn um, but I usually have like a pistol in my pocket or something that I can pull out because he's so much better than I am <laughs> I love it. and he's so much faster at loading it. those guns and they always get jammed on me but the funny thing is he gets to play and he gets to win and sometimes he gets to lose like I still shoot him yes I shoot my son and it gets out my play that I need and that's the other thing when you're talking about parents and their role and their side is understanding that we need play and it's so easy to say nope work first then when when everything's done when the dishes are done then we will play then I will do this and honestly while you're busy worried about a few dishes in the sink your child has a beautiful chance to connect with you or you have a chance to connect with yourself and your own friends and your own life. Um, and again, you know, as a single parent, that's one of the most crucial things is we get so caught up in, I got to work and I got to take care of my kids. I got to work and I got to take care of my kids. And, and we get so caught up in that that we forget, oh, wait, I get playtime for me. And I get playtime for me that's maybe with my kids and maybe all by myself. Like yesterday, I went off and had a hike with my dog, just me, because I needed some time to not be a mom. I need some time to get some clarity, to not be a business owner. I needed time just to be. And so I think that's one of the other huge pieces is when we feel balanced within ourselves, it's easier for us to do that check-in. Like, oh, wait, how do I handle this anxiousness I'm feeling over my child and them not seeing eye to eye? Oh, I'm going to go up to the mountaintop. Oh, I'm going to go have lunch with one of my friends just for fun where I can vent and have that connection. So I think that's an important piece too is as far as play factor. Yeah. So what I'm bridging here is as, as I do these shows and as I work with people, it's I, I move in. Um, I work differently than most because I, I, I didn't get that piece of me because um, I, when I died and came back, I, for, I forgot all my memory. I had to relearn everything all over again. So I, I kind of moved in as um, creating healing for myself than creating 
um, uh, my environment than creating because I didn't realize I needed to ask for help. So everyone just thought I knew how to do stuff. So I went to like, like cut an apple and I, I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. You know, so there's, there's a different process that I have. So when people are coming to me, they're pretty, they're pretty much, um, they're done. They're done with their kids. Their kids are done with them. There, there's addiction. There's, there's the whole family units that usually come to me. So the, the steps that you're talking about, I absolutely love because those are the pieces. They come, we do all this energy work. We, we, we work with them in, in massive amounts of healing and, and, and um, um, we're literally pulling the toxins and, and, and um, rebuilding their systems. But then there's this emotional piece and these, these things that they, ha- they have to know what I do. And I just do it really fast. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we feel amazing. And a year later, they still feel amazing. They're like, what did you do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I was just told to do this and I did yeah. it. And so as most know me, I just, I go, I'm spirit guided. So I just, I just move through really fast. But then when I realize there's pieces that people really need to know for their long-term plans, I'm like, how can I bring that to people? And so as I've watched you grow, it's, it's amazing. You, you're a business owner. You, you just barely did that transformation, right? Um, well, I've done it for 12 years on the side burner. Um, but now it's finally gets to come to the forefront and be full front burner. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, but it's a new transition to this being my only passion versus always just having it. Well, I just do this little thing on the side that sometimes people get to know if we have the right conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So suicide has hit both of us, I believe, in the hardcore. My, even myself I uh, mine was only 2014 and my um my reasoning was for these gifts were too much for me and I took I took a lot of medicine and um it didn't I I didn't end up going to the other side they're like oh you're already here (laughs) they sent me back again (laughs) we're used to you here (laughs) stop coming back go do your job so I realized that the that these kids also have gifts. They're also awake. So I was born awake, and then I by the time that I got to a certain age, I had it so sensitive it was just too much. And then um, when I crossed over, I got I, I I became more sensitive. And then when I jumped back in, start doing the work again, and your your everything is just coming at you. It is it is I don't want to say normal because that's let's say that's that's just not the right word, but for lack of a better word. It is one of the things that us sensitive, air quote, sensitive people do is is not know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. It is very common is probably the word I would use. Like it, it happens a Thank lot. You. I'm like, <laughs> it's easy. And I, well, I think it's easy for us to get lost in that because, well, and I think everybody can relate to this when you have this beautiful spiritual moment. Um, if you've ever had a powerful meditation or... Um, a really good sermon if you're religious and and you have a moment when you feel such ecstasy of the soul is how I would word it that sometimes you go back to this messy human body and it's really hard to go oh there's this but now you I have more information and I know what's on the other side but then I also have this and bridging the gap between spirituality and like being just a human is sometimes where a lot of that friction is I think and and where we have our gifts. And when I was a kid, I had gifts and I was like, uh, I'm scared and I want to shut them off and I'm just going to tell them to shut off. Yeah. Boom. And then I could like feel things and not see things. And yeah. so that was even scarier than seeing things <laughs> because then I couldn't tell where they were 
or what they were, but I could tell that they were there. And I was just so scared that like anything, whether it was light or dark, was just pushed away from my life. I, I, mine was when I was four and a half, I fell out of a truck and I was in a, in a coma for three days and met the angels. So I didn't realize that they were separate for a long time until people were like, wow, she talks to people. I'm like, you don't? <laughs> you don't talk? You don't? Because I was... wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Because I was just thinking that was normal. And then I'm... I'm like, oh wow! And then I started thinking I was off, until um, then I just I just I shut it completely off. And then um, when I crossed over, I I found out how real it really it really is. When I came back, the same thing happened. I didn't I didn't separate the two. So it's really it's been really interesting to integrate the emotion with the light because it, when you're outside of this realm, it's all love. There's no it's just it's one big love frequency. So. Um, merging that that into this reality has been really this vibrational reality has been really interesting and watching people fall apart right now li- literally and it's okay because guess what our third dimensional body is is falling apart the third dimension is learnt beliefs it's it's old structure systems it's um, programming all this stuff that no one dares talk about because they don't understand it but yet they can't deny it. it's happening in their own body. You're falling sick. Your lungs, I, people's lungs are exploding. It's because that there's so much light coming in that we're not exploding people. We're not that pressure in your chest is expansion to the light because the light is a different frequency. So as you're breathing in and breathing it out, allow it, absorb it. You're, and, and um, you know, I'm not going to say you'll never have an illness or a bug or a flu or something like that, but but really look at it as wow maybe maybe this is expansion to grow and and i'm not i'm not ill i'm just not 100% but i'm not i'm not ill and then and then find the positive piece find the find the positive expansion in anything right now and i mean how can you go wrong with doing that right absolutely well and i think too as we're looking at that and these emotions come up emotions are you know this third dimension and they are part of being immortal part of being a human and we have them for a reason so it's like oh that's a bad emotion well it has a light and a dark side just like everything um so for example an emotion like grief comes up a lot and you know grief is intense sadness over loss and so even though we have this emotion it's a signal that something needs to change either it's us or our environment and that's why we're given emotions so that we can move through life and get towards where we can be open for that expansion because we if we're just freaking out all the time, then how are we ever going to allow any light in? So if we have these emotions like the grief, it's like we can look at it and go, okay, extreme sadness over loss. Okay, well, I was extremely sad because I lost something. Why? Oh, because I extremely love something. Because I had a beautiful human experience. Because I was connected with someone or something that I cherished. And now that it's gone, it means that I no longer need it in my life. And I get to expand that much more. And I get to grow now. And I get to learn how strong I am without this person or this thing. And so every emotion has the light and the dark side to it. And they're all, they all get to be celebrated. And they all get to be part of our experience and honored that way. And so just because you're feeling crummy one day, it doesn't mean you're bad or you're off. It just means, oh. I'm getting some information. My body's telling me information, just like physical ailments. My body is telling me something. And usually the emotions in the body all link together because they are the same unit as well. So sometimes we don't realize that, that it's just information. It's not necessarily a negative. And your, your spirit is also like a muscle. Like think of if, if you, when you're working out and you're expanding your muscles and it kind of hurt and you have to nourish them, you have to, you have to do certain things. 
your muscles, your, your spirit, even the, even the energetics around your heart is a, a muscle. But we have this emotion move in, and what we do is we hold on to it instead of going, hey, you know what? What can I learn about this? What can I learn with this happen? It didn't, it didn't kill me. It didn't kill me. But and what, how can I expand and um, strengthen this so if this situation comes back that I know how to handle it? You breathe in and you breathe out, and you start going into an observance sta- observation state where you know that that is given to you for growth, and um, the end result is that you're going to be better. And even if the people that are in the middle of this stuff right now, you the other side of it is is so liberating when you go to choice, when you when you let go of these chains, when you let go of the guilt, when you let go of the shame, when you're like son of a, I just. I just um, um, relapse. When you're just saying all of these these things in your head, and then you're it's giving you an excuse to be where you're at. Take that excuse away. Take the power out of that excuse, and say, you know what? I'm standing in my space today, and and I did. I made a really bad mistake yesterday, but guess what? I'm going to do something different today, even if it's just little teeny thing different, even a little bit. Each day, do it different and different and different, and then you'll you'll feel a momentum. And you know what? Sometimes you do go back, and that's that's life. Life experiences happen. So, um, to the family members, really, I really encourage you to. I know people. This is one where we only have a few more minutes, but people always will tell me, "Well, they want attention. They want attention. I'm sick of doing this." The family members are to that point. So when they get to that point. I feel like it's it will take less time for them to sit, observe, and really look at themselves and how they're showing up. So I think that's exactly true. Like, yeah, they want attention. Well, maybe if they're getting attention, it's not the right kind because it's not feeding the soul. They still don't feel loved and understood. Well, here, here's your attention, but it's without emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all had relationships and experiences where somebody did something nice for us, but maybe not for the nice reasons. And so we know what that feels like. We know what inauthenticity feels like. And so if we're doing it, oh, she needs something. Well, what does she need right now? Or what does he need? And what can I give in this moment that I have the capacity to give, but that maybe is going to give the attention that you need? Because it's not always going to fit exactly, but if it's something in the right idea and the right frame of mind, rather than, oh, you just need to get over it. Oh, you just need to move on. You need to pull yourself up and be strong because I've been strong all these times, so you should too. But we forget sometimes, I think, that we had experiences in our growing up that made us strong, that cultivated that. Um, even if they were experiences where we were rebelling against somebody else, they still made us stronger. And so we need to remember and allow that space to go, oh, they haven't had the experiences that make them stronger. Even if they were the same experiences you had, they're not going to react the same because they are a different soul. They have a different vibration. They have different perspectives. Um, anybody who has kids can, who has multiple kids can tell you they come into the world with their own programming. And right now too, they, they these kids coming have different colors. They have different frequencies. They're, they're, they're just so awake. And so I invite you parents to learn from your children. I mean, really, really learn from them because they're teaching you. They're teaching all of us so much. And as I travel the world, I see I watch these these family units and these kids and how they learn and love each other with with unconditional love. And because they're like, I'm not the best with words. And I'm going to this is like my biggest challenge is be on the radio because, you know, I barely learned to write, read and write not very long ago. So 
So I, I invite you all to just step into that, step into the uncomfortable and, and create because you'll realize it's not really that uncomfortable. It's not. So I am Nicole Ashton and you can reach me at energyhealingbydesign.com and follow us on um, Live with Nicole. And um, let's What's your information? My information? I'm like, it's now the segue. Yeah. Uh, Holly Hope. So you can find me on Instagram, Holly, H-O-L-L-I-E dot Hope, um, or Facebook, Holly Hope, um, or my website is thebeautyofperspective.com. And thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Have an amazing week. Thank you. Bye.